We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. It seems I'm unfashionably late. Wait, no, I'm on time? Well, okay, well, anyway. Hey, it's cool here if you don't know, and it is time for another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. How's everybody doing? I am live in studio today and it feels real good, let me tell you that. Uh, so yeah, let's get started the way we always do by looking at what's going on over in the low bias gaming community, starting with Jason, uh, who has a new Let's Play up of Transistor by the same people as, I want to say, Bastion? I know that uh, he's always looking forward to their new releases and of course uh, having some uh, other uh, re-uploads of old stuff such as Woten, Tempest, Airguys, uh, Dr. Wily's Empire from Smebex, and many more. That's uh, Twitch, uh, sorry, uh, that's Jason's Groove Machine on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, Scarlet, uh, low bias Scarlet on YouTube and Twitch brings us some Shattergrounds, uh, Survivor, Rash and Clank up your arsenal, and more stuff like that. Jade Pharaoh, so Jade Pharaoh on YouTube and Twitch has, uh, some Final Fantasy 1 and 2 Pixel Remaster, Corpse Party Blood Drive, and, uh, Ace Attorney Investigations, Miles Edgeworth, among others there as well. Ragnats at twitch.tv slash ragnats, R-A-G-N-A-T-Z, uh, with Hollow Knight, trying to get as many achievements as he possibly can there. Zero, the real Z3RO on YouTube and Twitch, has been doing Toho Tuesday, where he's playing Megamari, um, has been doing some Super Metroid, some Bishawk Shuffler, and will be starting on Febtoberfest, doing spooky games all October, starting with the first day... Uh, the last day of September, rather. Um, J-Pop for Life, J-Pop4LF on YouTube, J-Pop for Life on Twitch, the number four, has been playing uh, Stardew Valley, Pinbot, um, Dragon Warrior, and all sorts of things. We'll be doing some uh, October things of his own, and myself doing uh, Virtue's Last Reward, Coolio MZX uh, on uh, Twitch, so Virtue's Last Reward, and... Uh, Sunday Shuffle, which is um, linked to the past multi-world. So that's the overview of what's going on over in our community. So let's get some music. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
You're listening to Square Waves and Vinny on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song's by Kensuke Nage, Hariki Yamada, and Yojiro Yoshimatsu, and it is the opening theme for today's game from the archives. Assume the role of legendary Japanese samurai and fight your way through hordes of enemies to discover the thrill of battle in Samurai Warriors 3. Unleash deficit, devastating attacks to help power up extraordinary weapons in an epic action adventure. Fight your way through vast battlefields with over 35 different playable warriors, each with their own unique attacks and special moves. Create your own warrior, plan your attack, and take them into the heat of battle. Featuring intuitive controls that are easy to learn, Samurai Warriors 3 is a non-stop adrenaline rush only for Nintendo's Wii console. So this is Samurai Warriors 3, which is a beat-em-up game for the Wii, developed by Omega Force, published by Tecmo Koei, and released in 2010. Basically, kind of, kind of just a crazy little game where you just slice everything up in sight. Um, and yeah, it's as simple as that, really. Uh, Ragnats has not only played that for a low buy monthly for January 2015 in the theme of beat-em-ups, he even worked on the game. Uh, he was in the planning team on uh, Koei America's side, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, 10 videos available on lowbiasgaming.net, L-O-W-B-I-A-S, gaming, if you want to check that out.
And that was Engine the Robot with that boss that you could never beat but still loved. And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is, of course, time for the news of the weird. Now, as usual, I do not read these stories ahead of time, but, uh, and some of these may not jive well with all audiences, but they have been scanned for objectionable content. Uh, this segment is usually about 13-15 minutes long, plus the weather, because this is live, so take that as you will. Our lead story for today, let's just start it off with the good stuff. Awesome! It was 1928 when Virginia Oliver, age 8, started trapping lobsters and she hasn't stopped working the harvest yet. Oliver, now 101 years old, is a sternman on her 78-year-old son's boat, which bears her name. In that role, she measures and bans lobsters, but Oliver of Rockland, Maine, what a surprise, it's Maine, <laughs> also loads traps with small fish to track lobsters and gets up before dawn to head out to sea. The Associated Press reported that a couple of years ago, a crab nipped her finger and she had to have seven stitches. When the doctor asked Oliver why she was still lobstering, she snapped back, Well, that's because I want to do it. Yeah, Oliver has no plans to retire. I like being along the water, and so I'm going to keep on doing it just as long as I can. That is the That is the kind of mentality that you need to have about a job that you're really passionate about. You, like... If, if you can find whatever it is that both makes you happy and is able to sustain you, then you're set for life. Why would you, why would you change what you're doing in that case, right? And I, I wish that upon every single one of you listening out there. I hope that you can find something that makes you happy and can sustain you like that. Because that's, that's a great story. Weird Science, animal behavioral scientists at the University, University of Auckland in New Zealand, responding to the critical problem of, of livestock waste, have trained calves to urinate in a mooloo. Mm. A special pen with an astroturf surface, the Associated Press reported. Perhaps you didn't know that urine mixed with feces makes ammonia, which is an issue for the environment, or that cows produce an impressive amount of urine in a day, about 8 gallons. I didn't need to know that. About the, po- uh, the potty training endeavor, the C- uh, study senior author Lindsay Matthews said, The cows are at least as good as children, aged two to four years, at least as quick. Uh, researchers lured the, <laughs> lured the cows into the pen with a sweet treat and then rewarded them when they urinated. If after training they went outside the mulu, they got a squirt of cold water. Next up, number two. Hmm. That's a tonal shift, isn't it? Um, go, going from loving your job to do what you gotta do, uh, I guess. Let's just move on to a story about a oh boy, undignified death. That wow. Um, okay, Th- this sure is a shift, but um, it didn't pop up any flags, so let's go. Uh, Timothy Satterley, 71, of St. Tammany Parish, Louisiana, was attacked on August 30th by a 12-foot-long, 504-pound alligator during flooding following Hurricane Ida, the Daily Beast reported. His wife told police she was able to free him from the gator and, 
uh, pull him onto the front steps of their home. But while she went to get fr while she get went to get help, Saturday Saturday disappeared. I can't talk today. The parish the parish sheriff's office said on September 30, uh, 13th that it had captured the gator with quote what appears to be human remains in its stomach. The coroner's office was confirming that the remains were Satterleys. This is a horrible tragedy, and my sincere condolences, console, condolences and sympathy goes to the Satterley family, uh, Sheriff Randy Smith said. Yeah, that's um, definitely unfortunate. Out of the frying pan into the fire type of thing. Anyway, um, moving on to our next story called Oh Canada! Oh boy. In the small town of Durham, Ontario, an unidentified driver sealed his fate on September 15th when at about 1.45pm uh, he began riding, uh, driving a red Cadillac in slow circles uh, around the parking lot of the Durham Regional Police Station, CTV News reported. An officer inside the building noticed the car and went outside asking the, asking the driver to stop. The driver did not comply and continued to drive slowly in and around the parked police vehicles while flashing his headlights, police said. Finally, two cruisers boxed him in and stopped the car. The driver was arrested for driving while impaired. Gee, you think that they were impaired? Driving in circles in the police parking lot. Oh my goodness. Uh, so some people make questionable decisions. Um, speaking of questionable decisions, here's a least competent criminal for you. A 17-year-old driver in Youngstown, Ohio, was pulled over by police after he ran a stop sign and drove at high speeds on September 15th, WKBN-TV reported. When police spoke to the nervous young man, they smelled what they thought was marijuana, and in the car they found a device that is used to load ammunition into a semi-automatic firearm. They, al they also noticed that his belt was unbuckled. The teenager explained to police that the device belonged to his sister, and regarding his belt, he said, I ain't gonna lie, I was trying to take a, um, what? Um, paraphrasing, I was trying to take a poop. Hmm, in your car. Okay, sure. But police also searched the area where he had been driving and found a 9mm handgun in a yard. Finally, the suspect admitted that the gun was his and presumably he had been trying to hide it in his waistband. He was charged with improper handling of a firearm in a motor vehicle. That, that's the only thing that he was charged with? Um, okay. Um, that's... I mean, there, there's a couple of things going on there. But I'm glad he wasn't charged for the Mary Jane. Because um, that's not as big of a thing as people should think it is is basically similar to alcohol just going in a different direction here's some irony for you philip morris international maker of marlboro and parliament cigarettes has sealed a, a deal with vectura a uk-based company that makes medicines including inhalers for respiratory conditions with a 1.1 billion dollar bid the bbc reported on september 16th that pmi's ceo uh jashek olshak uh, is excited to expand the company's product lines, but medical organizations and charities are less than thrilled about the purchase. Gee, I think. It creates perverse incentives for PMI to sell more of its harm har harmful products. There we go. So that so they might then profit again 
uh, through treating smoking-related diseases, said Sarah Wolno, CEO of Asthma UK and the British Lung Foundation. The agreement is set to be final on September 30th. Yeah, I have questions. And I'm sure a lot of people have questions. I don't think anyone who uh, is serving in the detriment of health should serve in the improvement of health. That's just... That, that's just... Kind of a conflict of interest, honestly. Fine points of the law. On September 13th, a road rage incident in Amarillo, Texas, uh, and not Armadillo, Texas, all started with when car number one tried to pass car numbers two and three. Number one got past the first car, so number two, I assume, but number three sped up to prevent the pass. As car number one passed number three, someone in number one fired shots into number three. Uh, the victim in this case did have a handgun in their vehicle and returned fire at the suspect, Amarillo Police uh, Corporal Jeb Hilton told KVI-TV. And here's where Texas's tricky law comes in. While it is against Texas law to shoot a firearm from, from a moving or stationary vehicle on a roadway, if you're shooting in self-defense, you're off the hook. The person in car number three will not face any charges. There are no injuries reported in the incident. I mean, that's kind of a reasonable reaction, quite honestly. Someone starts shooting at you, if you have a gun, you're probably going to return fire. Um, yeah, the, the, the thing is though, why were you trying to block the pass? Again, I have so many questions. People's behaviors are sometimes fascinating for various reasons. Our next two stories under the subtitle of Ew. Shirley Wright Johnson was shopping for pizza rolls in an Oklahoma City Crest Foods store on September 12th. I liked how they are so, you know, specific when she literally put her hand in it. As she reached the frozen case to pick up the rolls, quote, I grabbed the bag. I felt something smushy on the bag, so I turned, I turned it over and there it was, Wright Johnson told KFOR-TV. It was human feces. What? I was so disgusted I was almost in tears, she said. More Oklahoma police investigated, checking store video cameras where they saw a man in the cooler section where he proceeded to defecate inside one of the coolers before leaving the business, said Lieutenant Kyle Johnson. The suspect was appreh apprehended and booked into the Cleveland County Detention Center on unrelated charges, police said. Gross! Ah, uh, that I I certainly hope that the next story. Oh, geez, I just skimmed the next story. Uh, it ain't great either. Um, hope that you're not eating. If you're eating, you may want to put it down. Here is one way to swear out fast food burgers. Estefani Benitez of Santa Cruz de la, de la Sierra, Bolivia, visited her for uh, her favorite burger chain, Hot Burger, on September 12th and got an extra topping with her sandwich, a rotting human finger. Hmm. The Daily Mail reported that Benitez bit into the burger and felt something unfamiliar, then pu uh, pulled out the finger, pulled the finger out of her mouth. 
While the restaurant, quote, carried on serving customers like nothing had happened, Benitez said, a company representative told her that the burgers arrive at the store pre-prepared. But later, Edson Klar, uh, uh, director of the National Police's Special Crime Fighting Force, confirmed that a company employee had lost part of a finger at work. It's not lost anymore. Oh, mama, no, it's not. Oh, boy. How about we just move on to our last story, which is called Sign of the Times. Oh, I can't wait to, to find out about this one. The Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board is having to take drastic measures in response to supply shortage, uh, supply shortage of hooch in its state-run stores, the Morning Call reported. Starting on September 17th, liquor stores will have a two bottles per day limit on a long list of specific products, including bourbons, tequilas, and champagnes. The PLCB said the limit will remain, quote, for the foreseeable future. I guess you gotta do what you gotta do. I can see that leading to some problems, but um, when you have supply and demand issues, sometimes it just gotta come down to that, you know? Anyway, that is it for the news of the weird, and con considering that we are doing this live, let's take a look at the current weather in Halifax. It is currently partly cloudy and a temperature of 21 degrees that feels like plus 26. Uh, let's see, a few clouds increasing cloudiness this evening, then 30% chance of showers or drizzle late this evening and overnight. Fog patches spreading inland this evening and with wind south, uh, southeast 20 kilometers an hour and a low of 16 degrees. Uh, tomorrow, September 25th, mainly cloudy with 60% chance of showers or drizzle. Fog patches dissipating in the morning, wind southeast 20, gusting to 40, high of 20 with a humidex of 25, UV index of 4 or moderate. At night, cloudy with a 6% chance of showers or drizzle, fog, uh, fog patches developing in the evening, wind southeast 20, gusting to 40 and a low of 17 degrees. Uh, Sunday, September 26th, rain all day and a high of 20, uh, going down to a low of 15 with rain continuing through the night. Uh, Monday, September 27th, sunny skies and a high of 20, going down to a low of 11 and clear skies at night. Tuesday, September 28th, uh, sunny skies, uh, 21 degrees, going down to a low of 11 and cloudy periods overnight. Wednesday, September 29th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 17, going down to a low of 11 and cloudy periods at night. And Thursday, September 30th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 17 degrees. Alright, and once again, currently it is 21, feels like 26. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And uh, let's get the music rolling, shall we?
that was Junkyard Swing by Tohomoko, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, and it's time for gaming next month. Yes, it is the last Friday of the month, believe it or not. It is the 24th, and there are 30 days in the month. Let's take a look at the games that are coming out in October 2021, and oh boy, there's a list here. Starting with October 1st, we have FIFA 22 for PlayStation 5 and 4, Xbox Series and 1, and PC, and Phoenix Point for PS4 and Xbox One. October 5th, we have a lot of releases. I'll let you know when they're done. Alan Wake Remastered for PS5 and 4, Xbox Series and 1 and PC. Uh, Hell Let Loose for PS5 and Xbox Series. Uh, Jet for PS5 and 4. Lego Marvel Super Heroes for Switch. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl for PS5 and 4, Xbox Series and 1, Switch and PC. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania for all of those same platforms. Uh, those are the releases for October 5th. October 6th, we have Art of Rally for PS5 and 4. October 7th, we have Far Cry 6 for PS5 and 4, Xbox Series and 1, Stadia, PC, and Mac. Uh, October 8th, big day for the Switch, we got Metroid Dread coming out and Tetris Effect Connected. Uh, October 12th, the official release of Back for Blood uh, from PS5 uh, for PS5 and 4, Xbox Series and 1, PC. Disco Elysium, the final cut, comes out for Switch. Monster Cram for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And Ori, the, connect- uh, the collection, rather, for the Switch. October 14th, we have the Jackbox Party Pack 8. Get ready for it again uh, for all of the platforms, pretty much. Uh, as well as the Rift Breaker for PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. Crisis Remastered Trilogy coming out on October 15th for PS5 and 4, P- uh, Xbox Series and 1, Switch and PC. Uh, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the, he- uh, the Hinokami Cro- uh, Chronicles, there we go, for all the platforms as well. Uh, that's on the 15th. Also on the 15th, NHL 22 for PS5 and 4, Xbox Series and 1. Uh, and The Good Life for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. October 19th, scenes, uh, sees Inscription come out for the PC ex- exclusive, uh, as well as Into the Pit for Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Town Scraper is coming out for mobile platforms on October 20th. Uh, A Little to the Left is officially released for the PC on October 21st. Uh, as well as the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes for PS5 and 4, Xbox Series and 1, and PC. October 26th, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 new releases. We have Iron Harvest for PS5, Xbox Series, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy for all of the platforms, uh, NASCAR 21 Ignition for PS5, uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, uh, Solar Ash for PS5, PS4, and PC, and Workshop Simulator for the PC. Uh, two, uh, two more releases for the PC over the next two days. Um, on the 27th, we have Super Robot Wars 30. And on the 28th, we have Age of Empires 4. And also on the 28th, we have a few more releases. Fatal Frame, Midden of Black Water for all of the platforms. Riders Republic is coming out for PS5 and 4, Xbox uh, Series and 1, Stadia and PC. And a couple of announcements from yesterday's... Um, 
Nintendo Direct. Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roar is coming out on Switch as well as PS4 and PC for uh, on October 28th. And Mario Party Superstars for the Switch on October 29th. We'll get, su- we'll get to some of those uh, Nintendo Direct releases in just a little bit after our next song. But first, I'll let you know these release dates are coming from GamingForward.com slash 2021. That, that list is always being updated. So uh, check it out whenever you please, and you might see something that, that I didn't mention, such as things that uh, are now present in September that uh, definitely weren't before because they just were announced during the um, Nintendo Direct. Anyway, uh, let's get some music, shall we? You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. Endro78 with Divinity, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. (laughs) 
right, so as mentioned, the uh, Nintendo Direct, the latest Nintendo Direct was yesterday, and I figured, well, why not talk a, a little bit about that? Because I've always been a bit of a Nintendo fan myself. Uh, pretty much every system that I've had, except for the PlayStation 1, uh, has been a Nintendo system. I skipped a generation there, but um, I came right back, because... That's just my kind of game. So, let's talk a little bit about the Nintendo Direct. I have all the notes here, and I have way more time than I thought I would have. So, um, I guess, let's start with the elephant in the room. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers animated film. Uh, now, I'm not familiar with most of these people, I'm going to admit, but it's, you know, there's a lot of kerfuffle that happened over the uh, announcements for the various cast members, such as Chris Pratt as Mario, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, rather, as Toad, Seth Rogen as uh, Donkey Kong, Kevin-Michael Richardson as Kamek, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, and Sebastian Ma uh, Meniscalco as Spike who is in one game. I don't under like I don't understand the cast and I don't I admittedly don't understand some of these strange choices like Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I can kind of buy Jack Black as Bowser, but um, you might be asking where is Charles Martinet in all this? Uh, he has been the voice of Mario since like two games before Mario 64 that nobody ever knows or talks about. Um, apparently he's gonna have some cameo roles somewhere in the movie, but yeah, he's not gonna be voicing Mario or Luigi or anyone else. Um, well, anyone else in the main cast anyway. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's a decision. That's definitely a decision. I'm not going to be in any sort of hurry to go watch this movie, which is coming out uh, December 21st, 2022. Um, I might eventually, when the newness of it has worn off and the crowds have kind of died off, and, um, you know, it's a curiosity at best for me. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on there. Uh, let's look at a couple of more things. So there's going to be one last presentation for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on October 5th, including the reveal of the final new fighter uh, to be joining the Smash. So that might be a little cool. Another announcement for an announcement for Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, that's going to be happening sometime in October, I guess. Um, with, uh, with some announcements for new free content in November. Pretty much very nebulous about it right now, but um, there that is, and there you go. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush just got a new update with a couple of new courses, a couple of new characters. Free update just came out yesterday. Um, Hyrule Warriors is going to be getting an expansion. Um, well, if anyone who is on the expansion pass right now is going to get a new part of it on October 29th. I uh, didn't take a note of everything that's in it because it was on screen for all of three seconds. I realize I could have paused it, but uh, I'm not big into that series in general. Despite the fact that I featured Samurai Warriors in, uh, in the from the archives for today. I'm not I'm not being hypocritical. 
I'm just featuring what Low Bias Gaming has done. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online says, give me more money, and in exchange we'll let you play N64 and Genesis games. Uh, Ocarina of Time, Mario 64, uh, Star Fox 64, Sonic 2, Streets of Rage, Ristar, Gunstar Heroes, a lot of more stuff. Uh, new controllers coming out for those two new systems as well. Uh, so that's going to be in October. Um, now, that this is not changing the price of just regular Switch Online, which lets you play games online and play NES and SNES games. Uh, far as we can tell, that's not going to be changing at all, so at least there's that. Speaking of things you can do on Nintendo Switch Online, um, Splatoon 3 Return of the Millions uh, has been revealed and a, cut, a cutscene trailer put out uh, during the uh, Nintendo Direct. That's going to be coming out in 2022. You know what? I've never actually seen any actual gameplay of Splatoon 3, or Splatoon in general, rather. So... I don't know, it's just something that I've managed to avoid all this time. Which, no particular reason for it, it's just not particularly my type of game, that sort of PvP shooter type of thing. But, um, yeah, it looks nice and colorful and cartoony and might be fun, it's just not something that I want to put money into right now. Uh, something that I definitely do want to put money into right now, and is not coming up fast enough. <laughs> is Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Um, I'm not sure if it's a reveal. As far as I know, there wasn't anything mentioned about a new Kirby game previously, but that's going to be coming out in spring of 2022. Uh, and as far as I can tell, it seems to be a an open-world Kirby game. So, personally, I'm super excited for that. I love Kirby games. I love open-world things. Uh, Open-world games, just ones that let you actually explore the land and uh, see what uh, discoveries that you can discover. So, quite excited for that one, personally. Here's one that a lot of people are probably excited for as well, and I mentioned it previously. Coming out October 8th, Metroid Dread. Uh, so that is just on the horizon. Uh, they released a uh, gameplay trailer, and... Um, it looks pretty good. Uh, it is a direct sequel to Metroid Fusion, so uh, Samus Aaron is uh, properly garbed for the occasion, uh, which is to say, you know, most of her uh, power suit has been uh, surgically removed after it was fused onto her body by the X Parasite, and uh, now she is uh, she is tasked with figuring out if any of the X-Parasite still exists on a uh, remote planet that is no longer inhabited, but apparently has been inhabited by the Chozo previously, so... Lots of neat stuff happening there. Uh, another Nintendo release, because Nintendo, 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 apparently. Um, Triangle Strategy. Um, the impression that I got from this one is... It's kind of like Octopath Tra it's kind of like if Octopath Traveler was a tactics game. Um, so it has that same sort of 3D environment, 2D sprites, and uh, yeah, it's a tactics game, you know, move move around on the map like it almost like a chess piece. 
and uh, your damages based on where you're standing, what you're standing in, what they're standing in, what effects there are in the world on your characters, all that stuff. Um, so it looks it looks fascinating to me. I, I don't know if it's the kind of game that I would particularly want to play. Uh, well, it, it is kind of a game that I would want to play. I don't know if it's the kind of game that I would want to spend money on, especially with um, with that Kirby game coming just around the bend. But um, yeah, it it's it's worth a look at the very least because um, there's just there's just some charm in my opinion anyway to the 2d sprites in a 3d um environment type of thing so it'll it'll be one that i'm at least uh keeping an eye on if nothing else um what else do we got uh so that we don't always have to talk about something to do with um nintendo directly um bayonetta 3 so that was a uh, an actual gameplay trailer that happened, um, including some yeah, including some gameplay, including like apparently, and I've never played a Bayonetta game. I'll just say that just right off. But I didn't realize that Bayonetta actually dances aggressively at her enemies in order to you know summon various creatures to uh to attack the bad guys so um yeah it's it seems like your uh general kind of action 3d third person um fighter game it seems pretty fun and I, like i said i've never played a bayonetta game so i would have to first see what what it's all about um i it's not so much that I am a sheltered person, it's that I am a person with no money. And uh, I have a lot of other things that I can watch online before I start looking at these games that I'm not familiar with at all. Well, I guess a lot of the, th a lot of the stuff that I watch is games that I'm not familiar with at all. But anyways, the, the point is, it looks like a pretty neat game. If, if you're into Bayonetta, you're probably going to be into this one. And uh, if you're not, then at least check it out if it sounds interesting. Um, Dying Light to Stay Human. This is not one that I particularly found especially interesting, at least in you know in my perspective. Now it's got to be coming out in February. Uh, what I found interesting about it is that it's cloud gaming. Um, so think about the sort of games, like the the sort of gaming system that you would get from say, Google Stadia, or, um, like, Steam Link, or something like that, uh, which I talked about in the last episode, which, apologies, was one month ago. Um, but, um, yeah, I find it fascinating that you would ha you would start having these games that are cloud titles. I'm not really a fan of the concept of cloud gaming because that means you don't actually own the game. Like, you can't, you, you don't buy a digital copy of the game per se. 
you can't buy a physical copy of the game like if it ha if it's cloud gaming it's probably for a reason you probably but the the switch is probably not strong enough to play this game so to me it's just fascinating the fact that they would go through the effort to put out a game that you can't actually play on your switch and that you need a persistent internet connection to play um, and they would, they would do that. Anyway, that's just my thinking on the subject. Uh, let's see, what haven't we talked about yet? Um, ActRaiser Renaissance, I guess we'll bring that up. That's Square Enix that just came out yesterday. Um, I had no idea this was coming personally. And I think a lot of people didn't realize it was coming either. It's just one of those games that they um, kind of kept tight-lipped about until it uh, actually um, was you know, scheduled to release, which they released yesterday. I'm talking in circles, I apologize. But yeah, ActRaiser, uh, one of the launch titles for the Super Nintendo, uh, has been brought back to uh, more recent platforms. Uh, what was it? PS4, Switch, and PC, I think it was? Pretty sure. But, um, yeah, uh, every, everything looks brand new, like 3D environments, uh, they, they redid the, um, the town simulation part of it as well, and from what I remember, the town simulation part of it, uh, on the Super Nintendo was kind of a bit jank, uh, like, it worked most of the time, but sometimes, uh, your population growth, growth would stop, and you couldn't really figure out why. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, a lot of it is uh, a little more clear-cut and um, more streamlined uh, for this release. I know that, uh, that Lolo, Lolo de Puzzlo, is going to be playing it on RetroRank Rhapsody tomorrow. Um, tomorrow? No, today! Today, if you're listening to this live. Um, so yeah, Lolo de Puzzlo on Twitch, if you're interested in checking that out. Um, Deltarune Chapter 2, that's out on Switch now. Um, I have actually not seen anything about Deltarune Chapters 1 or 2, so I kind of need to catch up on that. Um, especially considering that at least Chapter 1 is, uh, free, as far as I know, on PC. I don't think it is on Switch, but, um... I, yeah, that's just something that I haven't really taken the time to, to look into, but it's from the same author as Undertale and all that good stuff, and it's actually an, an anagram of Undertale. Undertale, Deltarune use all the same letters. In case you hadn't realized that yet, then you've learned something today. It's just that easy. Um, and yeah. I don't have a whole lot of time left, so I'll just leave it at that. So what are you excited about in the Nintendo Director? What are you excited about in pretty much any games that are coming out in uh, the next, you know, in the next month, in the next few months? Um, anything that particularly stands out to you, let me know. Uh, you can reach me on Twitch, uh, on Twitch, well, you can reach me on Twitch, but you can also reach me on Twitter at SquareSim, S-Y-M, uh, if you would rather reach me on Twitch for whatever reason, um, while well, I do stream occasionally, 
uh, twitch.tv slash coolio uh, k-e-w-l-i-o-m-z-x um so yeah I'm just gonna leave it off right there and we're gonna listen to our last song of the day and then leave it off like that you're listening to Square Wave 70 on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax That was, uh, let's see, Speed Vicio with Speed Loader. And that'll take us to the end of our show for today. I want to thank you all for listening. It feels great to be in the studio, and I hope to be able to do this uh, a little more often. I know I've said that before, but um, it it is fun to be here. It is also kind of fun to do it, um, to, to, re- to you know, pre-record the show, because that's a different flow entirely. But anyway, um, so yeah, let's see if we can do this again sometime right right yeah all right so um square wave symphony is based on the format of the electric platforms podcast by jason parton um news with weird is written by the editors at andrews mcnielsen uh, syndication news with weird.com gaming next month is powered by game informer gameinformer.com segment music composed by myself my name is Miki Noriki Kimikora Ikora Twilight of Defect Sean Daly Gigan Decton Commissar stay tuned for the astrology show coming up next on CKDU followed by the witching hour at 7pm and press start continue at 830 
comments, questions, want your chip, uh, chip tunes featured on the show, email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net uh, or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim, S-Y-M. You can also leave feedback on ckdu.ca under listen, listen, click on shows, find Square Wave Symphony in the list and click on leave feedback. Uh, there's also a podcast version of this show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim, S-Y-N, or just search for Square Wave Symphony, Squ- uh, Square Wave is one word, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio, or most of the podcatchers out there. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolier if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time.